destination shoppers. Please check out our new stock in aisle 69. Welcome shoppers to uh, 69 cent special new old stock. Hello, I'm Kevin Smith. I'm TJ Cole. Uh, so j- just to give a, uh, so this is a new sub-series within this podcast. Yeah. Uh, what what new old stock is, mm-hmm. is when we go over a bad movie that we either know about already mm-hmm. or have seen already and that I have purchased solely for the purpose of owning a bad movie that I really like. It's, mo- it's mostly that we did not purchase it from a, like secondhand store right i get these from amazon or yeah, we purchase them new somewhere we purchase this new yeah and not just like sealed but from a you know donation sure absolutely um it, yeah and basically it's for the reason that like we we'd heard of this mm-hmm. before or we'd seen it before and wanted to watch it again mm-hmm. yeah or um, yeah because a, lo- a couple of these movies like i'd heard of previously mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like hadn't seen and didn't want to ever see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like a carnivore, for example. Yes, exactly. Um, Oops. That's fine. It was still a good movie. Yeah, it was fine. Well. Go to the episode on carnivore. For certain values of good. Uh, but today, we decided we would watch um, a movie that's near and dear to our hearts. Mm, for many reasons. And our pancreases. And uh, possibly our spleens. Mazes and Monsters, starring Tom Hanks. Uh, one of his... You know, better roles. Absolutely. This is, he is, this is, when people say, what is Tom Hanks known for? It's Mazes and Monsters. Mazes and Monsters. Big. Sleepless in Seattle. Big again. <laughs> and the Mazes and Monsters <laughs> exactly. again. Exactly. It's a sandwich. It's a sandwich of satanic panic. I was trying to remember uh, the one where he's Walt Disney. Oh, uh, Polar Express? Nope. Oh. Uh, it's Saving Mr. Banks, I want to say. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But all my brain could come up with Saving was... Saving Private uh, Brank. Bran- Branks? Agent Cody Banks. <laughs> <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Uh, um, so, Mazes and Monsters. If uh, This movie was from the night... Uh, okay, this DVD was from 2005, but this movie came out in like the 90s? 82. 82. Okay, yeah. I was fucking right at the peak off. of uh D&D Moral Panic. Yes, and that's essentially what this movie is. It's a, it's called Mazes and Monsters. I mean, kind of self-evident there. Yeah. Uh the subtitle is Danger Lurks Between Fantasy and Reality. And it's sort Virtual of a- reality. It's aping off of the all of the quote-unquote stories about kids who would play D&D and then like sacrifice themselves to a cult or yeah. die or kill themselves. Well, I mean, you know, it's got satanic elements. Uh, sure. For example, rogues. Yeah. Uh, warlocks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hobbits. Oh, the worst. And... Beastmen. Forcing nerds to hang out with other nerds. And copious amounts of Mountain Dew. I mean, really, really cosmically, you know... Um, to to already refute all of the like points that this movie is going to make, most parents mm-hmm. like if they actually like had a kid that was interested in Dungeons and Dragons that was like playing it, mm-hmm. um, they would notice that it's basically just encouraging their nerdy ass kid 
to hang out with friends and build social like skills. I remember right. when I I started playing in middle school, mm-hmm. and um, I remember when I our friend Brandon. Yes, he uh, lovely friend, friend of the show, fanta- friend of the show. Our I hope he listens still. Only fan. <laughs> Hi, Brandon. Um, he uh, in middle school he basically invited me because we were, we were talking about Dragonlance mm-hmm. at school or something. Yeah. We did a book report on one of the Dragonlance books. That's the nerdiest possible book report. Fucking right. And um, and he's like, hey, do you want to play D&D? And I was like, I uh, uh, sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll ask my mom because I was in middle school. And, yeah. You sort of have to. Yeah. And she 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 gave me the look of like, uh, like I'm scared, but I'll let you. Because uh-huh. I'm like, it's fine. It's like my, it's Brandon. I know, you know, Brandon, like to my mom and. He like, couldn't possibly right. be a Satanist. Yeah. If he was a Satanist, he would have been sacrificed by now. Exactly. <laughs> he would have sacrificed me. But um, yeah, and you know what it turned out to be? A bunch of nerds sitting around a table rolling dice and drinking a lot of Dr. Pepper. A lot of a Dr. Pepper. A lot of Dr. Pepper. That household went through Dr. Pepper. Like, like water. Like we go through sparkling water now. Yeah. But it was it was super fun. Um, and like as, as we grew up, we played it. We switched editions. Mm-hmm. And uh, like... I, people went off to college. That's and how we met. That's how we met. It's how a lot of friends that I still talk to met. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, like I still play to this day. We're actually playing tomorrow. Yeah, we are. And uh, and yeah, like we grew up. Unfortunately, this is not. Is this the one with I want to play the warlock? That's no, that's that's, that's Skullduggery, which will be another unfortunately old stock. That's. That's the one joke I have about our Dungeons and Dragons game. <laughs> I want to play the Warlock because I did. I do. Um. So yeah, we're. Uh, um, so Maze is a month. Uh, I will also link below mm-hmm. the. We heard about this movie through Spoonie. Yes, yeah, Spoonie. Um. May his oh, career God. rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay. Dude, dude seems like a lovely fella. He is a bit abrasive. Got, got some demons. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Exactly. Um. But he he did a review of this movie. And the review was fucking hilarious. Back in the day, like, Spoonie's videos, like, really, like, those were our memes. Oh, absolutely. He, they still are. Dude. Totally. Oh, oh, a ton of them. They're, they're, yeah. like, Betrayal. That was him. Dude, I still sometimes watch, like, the last half of his Ultima retrospective. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. His, uh, his Ultima 9 one. Oh. Oh. The, mm. the emotion that he puts in the last, like, bit. Yeah. Where like he's like really really sad and and he's angry. talking about what how Ultima Nine ruined it. Yeah, like, that's wow, better acting dude. than in anything in Mace's Monster. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we mentioned um, Skullduggery, which is another movie a lot more um, abstract and absurdist than Mazes and, Mo- Mazes and, and Monsters. And it had about a third of the budget. Oh exactly. <laughs> Mazes and Monsters is sort of trying to be like. Oh, this can happen to your kids. Not like not like one of those like fifties PSA sort of things. No, that would like, almost make it enjoyable, right? Oh, it'd be way more enjoyable. But uh, but more like this is the tale of someone who's like a, a fictionalized yeah. true story, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. But no one's spoilers for uh, when we talk about the movie proper. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one's nefarious in this. No, no one's like because in Skullduggery, like the devil is literally. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there is the devil. Uh, like he's literally a character. He's the DM. Yeah, and I don't Spoilers. want I don't want to talk too much about Skullduggery because holy shit, there's sure. Some but wildness. like in this one, nobody's really at fault. No, it's 
it's it's interesting. Well, not it's not interesting, but um, <laughs> it's boring as fuck. Yeah, but um, it's got Tom Hanks saying there's yeah. blood on his knife. Yeah. Uh, so I want to kind of talk about the moral panic a little bit. Yes, please. Um, so like, especially because nowadays we can contextualize we can contextualize the opposite with D and D continuously growing in popularity and becoming almost a cool thing. Right. Exactly. Now Dungeons and Dragons is cooler than it has ever ever been. Ever been. Like we thought in like 2000 and like nine that it was at its zenith yeah like because because it sold to most of the nerds right but now like you have a lot of celebrities coming out of the woodwork saying like oh yeah we played and then you have critical role which has been there's supremely countless podcasts shows real plays real plays of like dungeons and dragons being played like on the internet yeah for people to watch Stephen, like yeah uh, colbert yeah, uh, Matt Mercer ran a one-on-one yeah. uh, session with Stephen Colbert. It was fantastic. Yeah. But it's it's really awesome to see, but it's so wild because within our lifespans, right. it went from me being a nerd being nervous about playing d yeah. because I'm like, am I diving too far into this hole sort of thought? My dad still yeah. doesn't know that I ever played Dungeons & Dragons because <laughs> I was very, very nervous. Because again, yeah. we I grew up in a really like, Okay, we're 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 Christy. Yeah. yeah, my parents were Catholic. Um, so it's like I was scared to tell him. Yeah. So I, but but he was fine with Magic the Gathering. So like the irony. I yeah. was pr- I was probably a okay. Fine. Probably totes cool. He probably played Dungeons and Dragons in college. It was fine. I think my dad. Uh, well, my dad I know knew about it because when right. I talked to him, to, uh, told him I was playing, he's like, "Oh yeah, I remember uh, in college, like I had roommates who who'd play D and D, and they'd like just stay up all night playing D and D." I was like, oh, okay. Fucking nerds. Yeah. No, I think he joined in a couple, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, he, he's like, yeah, that's cool. Um, mm. But yeah, it, it's gone from sort of like a very niche nerdy activity mm-hmm. to like the nerdy activity. And I think the main, this is getting a little metagamey uh-huh. in D&D. The main thing was D&D in the 70s and 80s was a war game. Yeah. It started as you were a dungeon master because you built a dungeon that people challenged to to right. try and defeat yeah yeah and now it's much more of i argue a social slash improvisational activity yeah which i much prefer i think it's a lot more fun oh personally. yeah but it that that's a lot more accessible like combat is my least favorite part of dungeons and drag yeah it, it's okay it's why i play a warlock i only have one spell <laughs> <laughs> you shoot a beam and it goes boosh and hurts a lot um actually next level i'm gonna i'm gonna start cheating if you let me What's that? I'm gonna pick up darkness. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's fine. I can see in magic darkness. Oh no, I know, but I use that one. Okay, uh, you my... told me to mm-hmm. basically pick it. Mm-hmm. It's real good. Uh, the tough part with with those in warlock is that they have a lot of good. Um, what are those called again? Invocations. Yeah. Um, like there's one that gives you the ability to cast disguise self whenever you want. Yes, that's a which good is one. absurdly good. Um, so, and I don't know how much darkness is gonna play into my campaign. Sure. Um, but I mean, yeah, no. I was just going to use it to like, and, and plus, even with it in the campaign I'm playing in, yeah, because I'm uh, f- uh, for the show, I'm running the one that we're doing tomorrow, and then I also play in one, right? And the one I'm playing in, I have that ability to see mm-hmm. through darkness because the DM specifically said light and darkness are very important yeah. in this. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> I still get fucking destroyed. Like, I, I got it to spite the dwarf, <laughs> sure, yeah, who is making fun of me because I was the only. Normie. I was one of two people in the entire party that did not have dark vision. Yeah. 
Well, in in the rule set we're running, any race that starts with dark vision no longer has it. In in his good. campaign, yeah, in in the one I'm playing, in. yeah, because um, they're playing by sadist rules. This anyway, is crazy. Back uh, to Tom Hanks in a phone booth. Tom Hanks. Um, so the cover for this <laughs> is very fucking funny to me. <laughs> that maze does not appear. No, that Tom, castle don't appear. That's there not Tom Hanks in this movie. That's no, that's a stock photo from like ten years later. That's his headshot. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, his photoshopped eyeballs. Um, none of this. The lights are. None of this is in here. No. Uh, it's also not a premiere of the movie. <laughs> no, this is a mo- premiere of the movie on DVD. That's not true. <laughs> this isn't the first release. No, it's not. It's the DVD. I know. It, but this is probably 2005. Is not... Was this DVD made in 2005? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, this, this might is be 2005. The first, this might be the first DVD. Of the it was movie. sealed, but it's old. Okay. Oh, this is, in fact, new, new old, old stock. stock. Yeah. Wow. We weren't lying this Go time. Fig- yeah, 2005 is the uh, copyright date on all this stuff. Wow. Fascinating. 905 Entertainment. I, I thought they, this was from the like... The most DVD-R looking DVD. <laughs> oh, yeah. Check check the bottom for me real quick. Oh, it better be fucking brand new. I bought this. No, but like, is it a DVD-R? Oh, no. It's it's a pressed... It's, yeah, it's pressed, right? Mm-hmm. They're just wildly unprofessional at the... Yeah, it's... it's yeah, okay. exactly. Great. Um, we, we, we already know what to expect. Oh, we know what to expect. Um, I'm going to try to figure out a counting gag. Oh, okay. Um... Because we haven't seen the full movie. No, we've seen a majority of it, but not in one unbroken piece. This isn't the one with the hats. Yes. This is, is this the one the with the hat. This the, is the one, the with, one the with the kid with the hats. Yes. I'm going to count how many hats he wears. Oh, good one. It's a good, it's good. Um, TSR Hobbies, Dungeons and Dragons games. Products of your imagination. Now we're back from outer space. I'm going to start calling my butthole bubble gloop swamp <laughs> cut that that's cut the that. third episode we've talked about bubble gloop swamp anyway uh, also also uh God. as of because there are like two more episodes before this one yeah before this one comes out uh i uh i've started crediting what commercials are in our episode oh so so people know which ones they are there's only one in the uh just just to place this in a moment in time, the last yeah. episode that the the episode that will go out at, b- right after we record this is Cool Dog, uh-huh. and that one in the show notes has a credit for the one commercial in it, uh, because I don't think anyone would actually guess what commercial it is based on what the commercial. What is. commercial was it? It's a commercial for Super Mario Sunshine, and it was just a song about cleaning up. And I'm like, no one's going to fucking get this. Okay. Because we were talking about something. And for some reason, I thought, oh, yeah, Mario shooting water at, at a jetpack is really what my brain is telling me right now. It was weird. It, it, was, it, was, it was like during the era of strange video game commercials. Hey, TJ. Yes. Um, in lieu of saying what we expect. Sure. Uh, pre-rate the movie. Pre-rate. I'm going to give this one a uh, rating enjoyment, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. It, quality, we know it's like a three out of 10. Um, so given that we've mainly seen clips mm-hmm. and that condenses the funny parts. Exactly. I'm going to give this a six out of 10. Okay. Like above average enjoyment because those clips are pretty great and mm-hmm. I know I like those. Yeah. But I think the pacing is going to be really sluggish. Uh, shocker for this show. I know, right? Go figure. Um. I know my gag is to give everything a seven and a half out of ten. Mm-hmm. 
but I think this is probably going to be at around a 5.5. Okay. So um, we're, we're close. Yeah. We're close. We're, within a margin of error, we're like... Yeah. Within a standard deviation. Um, however, I'm fully allowing this movie to disappoint me. <laughs> I'm... I'm f- yes. Or, or, in th- or enthrall me. I mean, there is a shot of the Twin Towers. Um, I mean, it was made in 1982. Are you sure about that? Is everything a lie? No, uh, no, nothing. Actually, um, the movie we said we would watch, but we're not watching yet. Skullduggery? Uh, Left Behind. Oh, Left Behind, yeah. Uh, that was made in 2000. Oh, holy fuck. Which I guarantee means there's going to be a shot of the Twin Towers ruined in some way. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So. Eesh. That's a really good point. Uh, oops. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh, but that's not why we're not watching it. We're watching it because... Watch it because, you know, I just felt like doing one of these episodes. And look at Tom Hanks' cheeky little face. Look at his fucking mug. Yeah, he's young in this. Yeah, he's yeah. he's like four years old. I think I think approximately four, yeah. Yeah. I he, should probably look that up before this, we come this back. Was what he, uh, this was what he went into because they rejected him for baby geniuses. Which wouldn't be made for another two decades. You know, but he was still a genius. Let's watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord, Charlie. Okay, so let me read this to you. Yeah. This is a, an IMDb review of Mazes and Monsters. 1982. P- posted on the 1st of July, 2014. Okay. By, doc- by Dr. Q Shadow Reviews. Okay. Um, crummy, transparent failed drama with a blunt misguided message. All right. A full-on smear campaign about the evils of Dungeons and Dragons from the height of the parental outcry against the game. Mm-hmm. Funny and sad in the same context as Reefer Madness. Yep. It's akin to a long after-school special in the blunt, inelegant way it hammers away at its only point. Okay. An extremely young Tom Hanks, freshly freshly released from his run on Boss Bosom Buddies. Yeah, Bosom Buddies. Bosom Buddies cut his teeth on more serious material in this leading role. As mm-hmm. the poor sap who nosedives into deep mental illness as a direct result of the game, his part is madly corny, and he clearly had some growing pains to work through before becoming the dramatic juggernaut we'd all come to know a decade later. That's Michael J. Fox. Badly produced, terribly acted, smug, and boring, and predictable to the final reveal. It's a living stereotype and the very essence of a bad made-for-TV movie. I disagree with almost all of that. Really? Really? This movie was a hoot. Oh, it's a blast. I fucking love this movie. I, I wouldn't call this movie boring at any part. No, it was... It Actually, was, I'm really surprised this movie doesn't really have that many it problems was, with pacing. No, it was paced. I think the the low ratings for it come mm-hmm. from the... Not from the movie making itself. Right. But from what the movie is trying to say. Oh, yeah. And says poorly. Says very poorly. Very um, poorly. So, I mean, okay. Let's, instead of doing like a beat for beat for the plot. Yeah. I kind of want to do just a general overview. Yeah. And then we talk about the stuff that we want to talk about. Sure. In whatever order we want. Yeah. Um, Sounds good to me. So the general plot is uh, four nerdlingers. Yep. At college. College. Yep. Uh, somehow managed to find a, a group that will meet daily. 
Holy shit. For Dungeons and Dragons, because they play at the ninth level, so that means they're dedicated. Fucking ninth level of mazes and monsters. There, there's some primo players here. Uh, our characters are JJ, who mm-hmm. is known for wearing hats, and I have a hat total. Yes, uh, and has a weird mom that constantly redoes his room. And has a bird named Merlin. That can talk, but only says birds can't talk. He says a couple other things, like Happy Halloween. Oh, I didn't hear those. Things like that. I didn't hear those. Uh, yeah, I was actually paying attention to the film. Ah, okay. Uh, as per usual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking about. Because I'm always the one who has to fucking explain the plot. <laughs> uh, we have ghosts. Um, we do have ghosts. We have... Girl? Oh, Jane. Fuck. Jane is her name? Jane, I think. Because so, he says, Jane, I'm in New York. Might be. Is it Jane? Let's go to the Let's tape. go hunt. Do, 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 do. Kate. 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 Her name is Kate. Her name is Kate. Her name is Kate. Uh, this is not me looking it up on IMDb. Uh, Daniel. Yep. Uh, who is the uh, blonde, uh, pretty boy. Yep. He's basically Fred Jones. If Fred Jones was a DM. Correct. One second, one second. Uh-huh. Last night, I journeyed backwards in time to the medieval world of Dark Tower. Anyway. Uh, Daniel is uh, Fred Jones, if he was a DM. And then we have Tom Hanks as Fred, Robbie. Fred Jones? Freddy? Oh, from... Uh, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. That's, no. his, that's his name, Fred Jones. Yeah. I just usually hear Freddy, so I was kind of confused. Uh, technically, only his friends and girlfriends call him Freddy. Ah. Uh, well, as one of his girlfriends. Um, and then, yeah, then uh, uh, Tom Hanks himself. As Robbie. Robbie. Uh, and these guys are all playing uh, Dungeons and & Dragons, and it's... Uh, so they're playing Dungeons and & Dragons, and uh, Robbie and Kate start dating. Yep. Um, they hit it off. And this, it, and then like school and them dating starts getting in the way of them playing every single day, mm-hmm. uh, which gets on JJ's nerves uh, because he's like socially awkward and lonely. And this is his sort of bonding, right? Um, it, the the thing he uses to to social to socially interact with people. Yeah. Um. And so he gets this idea to have them go play the game fucking larp in a cave bro for real in a cave a cave, a cave. After- it's full of caverns and caves and darkness yes no, 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 no. watch out for the styrofoam stalagmites mites 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 look out for that star trek monster star 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 I stole a skeleton from the anatomy lab. Lab, 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 lab. Um, this goes about as well as you would expect. Yep. Uh, Robbie has a pen- in that it was fucking went over like gangbusters. It went over like gangbusters, except Robbie had a fucking psychotic Mental episode. Breakdown. Yeah. Uh, thought he really saw the monster. Um, and from here on, Robbie basically ceases to exist. Mm-hmm. He is now Pardu, the, the holy, holy man. man. His character. Yes. Um, <laughs> we still have the uh, interactive oh. <laughs> menu up. And every time I look over there, it's fucking Tom Hanks' supple-ass face looking at us. Oh. Um, those lips. Um, love that body. Love that body. 
Uh, <laughs> love that crunch. He's got like a fucking sword on the menu. There's yeah, he's no got a sword. In this movie. Uh, this does not represent him at all. No. In this film. There's no dragons. Nope. There's no like big castle. Nope. Despite the fact that there is a castle in Central Park. Is there? Yeah. Oh. I've been there. That's cool. I've never been to New York, so. Am I imagining that? Is that a different park? Are you thinking of the Excalibur? No, I'm not thinking of the Excalibur. Why would I ever think about the Excalibur? Because it has a... Disappointing arcade? Uh, uh, and uh Dick's Last Resort? Uh, uh, Thunder from Down Under? N- no. N- the Tournament of Kings? Yeah. <laughs> that one. I never remember the name of it. Uh... Don't go I always, to the Excalibur. I, I always know the dinner things. and theater part. Yeah, but well, because it's like medieval times, but yeah, 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 but different, but differenter. Anyway, uh, with pro wrestlers and shit. Anyway, are they pro wrestlers? There's a former pro wrestler who is in Ka. Oh, he's one of the big buff dudes. Oh, I've never That's seen. That's a good transition. I've never seen Ka. I just heard about. I've literally never seen a single Cirque show. Have you seen Blue Man? Yeah, that doesn't count, though. It's not a Cirque Cirque show. It's owned by Cirque. But... Yeah, but, like, they weren't owned by Cirque I've the whole time. I've seen Love. Uh, I haven't. It's fucking weird. Um, I believe I gave you guys those tickets. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought Cat got them. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I'd, I'd uh, I, I definitely had tickets that mm. I could not use mm. uh, that I gave to a friend, mm. uh, and I'm reasonably sure it was you guys. However, um, however, we got him. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I heard it was weird. I mean, it's, it's, it's I mean, it's good. It's interesting. Sure, sure. Cirque. Anyway, yeah. Um, stop looking at me like that. Stop. <laughs> I, we, I can't stop looking at his eyes. His eyes. His Pardew eyes. the Holy Man. So Pardew the Holy Man. Uh, they. Time passes. We end up at a Halloween party. Um, Pardew because. Uh, Pardew starts seeing his like deity. In mm. his dreams. The Great Hall. The Great Hall, which is a dumb... It's a dumb, stupid name. Dumb, stupid name. Uh, I guess it can be, like, sub- substituted for, like, Valhalla. Yeah, okay. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Except it's a dude. At the end of a, a oh. bit of AC tubing. Right, yeah. Uh, at the end of a bad special effect. Mm-hmm. Voiced by Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In a good touch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I always like it when someone is playing like a holy person and like the god that they worship is voiced by them yeah because it's like they're speaking through your mind or whatever yeah yeah okay i get you um no it is a cool touch it's and you could also say if you were uh a bit less charitable if or if you were uh more if you credit the movie a little bit more than you probably should, mm-hmm. you could say it is a metaphor for the fact that it's all in his head. Oh yeah. No, that's definitely what they're going for mm-hmm. too. Um, also saves time and money. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, that budget, that sweet, sweet budget, you know, they're going to have to do some ADR anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah. So just get Tom Hanks to do some because quick Kate, voiceover. They're in New York. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, um, because uh, Robbie's brother had disappeared on Halloween, yep, many years ago. It's a brief plot point we get. Uh, Halloween is when he finally has his like big, like psychotic break, mm-hmm. and he just 
bolts for he New York. Goes to New York because the two towers. Which well, is... he needs to he needs to find the city under the earth mm-hmm. and, and the then two the, towers. and the two towers. And we all know from our ancient New York history <laughs> that there used to be two towers there. Yep, the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. Um, for uh, one and two, it's not as awkward as you would think. No, um, mostly because we really only see like interior shots Mm -hmm. um so it's not really evocative to you or i Mm -mm. it's just like a building Mm -hmm. like it's literally just the plot point yeah it's just like there are two towers Mm -hmm. oh the trade center is two towers yeah that's really it there's nothing Um, like he's going to the twin towers right like and also this takes place on september 10th 2001 right um yeah it's not like that one movie starring uh Edward Cullen. Uh, are you trying to remember the actor's name? Yes. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. He was in a movie uh, that was a like like a romance. Oh, uh, Goblet of Fire. <laughs> no. Uh, he does die because it turns out at the very end he's in the World Trade Center Oof. on September 11th. It's, was it pandering? No, but it was relatively like... It was like a plot point at the very end. Okay. So not like... It was just how the movie ends. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but also this was made like relatively soon after that. So if we're like... Impact, yeah, punch. That punch. That pinch. So it's not like... It's not like a writer using rape purely as a shock factor thing. It is being used as shock factor. Mm-hmm. But also like to illustrate the... the tragedy of... Both the, yeah, the tragedy and futility of life, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Like, use the time that you have wisely, take Spe- chances Spend all you your can. money on Warhammer miniatures, yeah. I don't... I mean, yeah, that's definitely what they were going for, but... Plastic crack, baby. Um, anyway. Um, our... Crack. Our hero, uh, quote-unquote, <laughs> um, ends up in New York. Protagonist. Uh, he... Is getting mugged. He gets basically mugged. Yep. Um, and stabs one of the muggers in self-defense. In self-defense, so I wouldn't say per like perfectly morally justified, because you know, stabbing is a little yeah much yeah. Um, but the dude wasn't backing off when he was brandishing the knife. Yeah. So yeah, at that point, and he went for him. Yeah, definitely went so for it's him. It's like I mean, stabbed him in the gut. Uh, briefly had a moment of lucidity where he called Kate and was like. I don't remember anything. I'm, I'm in, in New York. York. Help. I have a knife. There's blood on my knife in my hands. I think I killed someone. I know I killed someone. Uh, we've memorized that line. Because goddamn. It's so good. It's so... Um, Robbie. So... What happened? Yeah. Uh, he gets told to go to JJ's house. Yeah, because he lives in uh, an apartment in New York. New York. New York. New York. New York. New York. Uh, dreams are made of. Let's go find the Grand Hall. In New York. I found the Twin Towers jump off. I have spells all fly. That's basically what happens when we meet him at the top of the... T- yeah, he's, he's like leaning tower. over and like starting to move as if to yeah. jump over the ledge. And But you could see very plainly that Tom Hanks is like, I'm not going to do this stunt. Right. I'm not going to even get close to doing this stunt. 
And they, I'm they, terrified. They, they've been calling his name this whole time. Right. But, but then they call re- Pardue and right. he responds to it because he's still. And they're like, Pardue, you. Uh, I am the maze controller. I control this Yeah, game. exactly. And that snaps him out of it. Yeah, when he says game. Because he's, like, he's like, game? Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. It's game. And then he has a breakdown. Um, and they hug him. Crying. And then uh, we cut to three months later? Something like that. He's back at home. He's back at home with his parents. On uh, a fucking huge plot of land. Huge tracts of land. Um, These are rich folks. Very upstate New York yuppies, mm-hmm, basically. Mm-hmm. Not yuppies, but no, like, old money. They're wasps. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, buzz buzz. And he's gone. Oh yeah. He's just. He's lost. He's Pardue. All Robbie the time is now. gone. It is now Pardue. Um, which is sad, mm-hmm. but not handled really well. No, and the the whole time they're hammering the point that this hammering trying to hammer the point in that it's the yeah. game's fault. When really like No, that that's it's like latent schizophrenia. Illness. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's not the problem. that's not like, the and dude's had, fault. had a lot of trauma and like you have two three other people who it didn't happen to. Exactly. If it happened to all four of them, I mean, it's still a bad point. But, but at least then it's like okay, there's something freaky with this game in particular. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a uh, movie along this same vein. Yeah, it's called Dungeons and Dragons. It stars no, no, the Wayans. Not the one that not the one with one of the Wayans brothers. Uh, it's by the guys who made uh, the Gamers. Oh yeah, yeah, where the like game the like girls, summons things. It's the the girl like, and there's the game. And there's like the weird cult trying to summon Cthulhu or something. Yeah, yeah and it actually like. Can and, do shit. Oh, and she kills herself based on the chick tracts. Oh, oh, that one. Um. Oh, uh, Dark Dungeons. Yes, I want to watch that one too. That's actually a uh, a bit in the Mazes and Monsters um Wikipedia page. Oh yeah, I was going to talk about it. Yeah, cool. Go ahead. Very briefly, um, because there were there were a bunch of pieces of media around this satanic panic sort of stuff. Oh yeah, tons. It's actually not in the um. Which is, it makes it even, I, we mentioned this before we watched the movie, but it makes it even more funny seeing the state of Dungeons and Dragons now. There it is. Um, because of what it was treated as ooh. back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, it was almost universally seen by, like, I mean, we talked about this earlier, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, by, like, the religious right especially, as being this, like, evil satanic game that's going to... Con- like as as like a piece of the occult, right? Yeah, like straight up occult. Yeah, and like akin to witchcraft. And sort you could of thing. tell that not a single one of them had looked at these nerdy ass books. No, because it's very clear this is a game. Mm-hmm. You roll dice in it. Yeah, a bunch of weird shaped dice. You have to go out of your way to find. Right. And you 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 sit around a table. Granted, we're talking from our experience, right? Three point five and onward. Yeah. Um, you sit around a table and you, you, you talk you, about you drink goblins. A, way too much soda. Talk about goblins. I mean, now that we're adults, drink way too much beer. I mean, we we could swap to soda. It would probably be like overall better for us. No, I'd take the beer over the soda. Yeah, that's fair. It's a little healthier. You and I have basically cut a lot of soda from yeah, our diet. I've been going. <coughs> but the popcorn's killing me. Um, yeah, we had popcorn, but uh. No, I've I've switched pretty much all the way over to like sparkling waters. See, I, I find like, them more refreshing. I like sparkling water because I like the bubbles. 
Yeah, the bubbles are great. And I like it because the bubbles are not as, like, bound by corn syrup. Sure. So you chug a bunch of it. Yeah. And then you're just a fucking belch cannon. Exactly. And it's great. Um, but, like, I, it's got the, like, sensation of it being like this, ooh, it's a treat. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's got the bubbles. It's like a soda. Mm-hmm. But uh, it doesn't make me want to die. It's like water with a, an idea of lemon or something like that. It's, it's water that was stored next to someone shouting the word lemon. <laughs> exactly. Uh, although this, this shit that you have Arrowhead right here. Arrowhead lemon lime? That's, uh, that's my go-to. I didn't want to say the brand because we're not sponsored. I'll, I'll cover that up with um, sounds. <laughs> the the lemon-lime sparkling water you have. Yeah. Uh, I actually think this has a, a lot of taste in it. Yeah, no, it's really good. There were some that I tried. <laughs> uh, a lot of the store brand ones are yeah. really overpowering. Like, yeah. I tried this uh, this one from, I forgot what, grocery store. Yeah, yeah. But it was like an orange cream one. I'm like, ooh, that sounds interesting. And it tasted just like clear orange cream soda, and it was terrifying. I will... Uh, I'm I'm gonna bash one, so I am gonna say the brand name. Okay. The fucking Shasta Cola one. They have a Shasta Cola sparkling water. The, the cola one. Oh that you got, yeah 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 yeah. It tasted like shit. Yeah. <laughs> like ass like, cola. Like if you if you got a Sonic Coke. Yeah. Didn't drink any of it. And let all the ice melt. Yeah. That's what it tasted like. Yeah. Which is fantastic if that's what you're looking for yeah horrifying otherwise but like i, I already get so i already get when i have my soft drinks i already get it without ice yeah because i don't want that shit watering down my no. my my death beverage even though we probably ought to yeah honestly yes um but anyway back to mazes and monsters yes mazes and monsters it's it was a lot i think the thing that surprised both of us mm-hmm. was that how good of a pace it was at yeah we were expecting a lot of a, a slower build i expected the first act to be very very long yeah, exactly and then everything near the end but no no the first act was motoring yeah like we we get all of their backstories mm-hmm. very quick they all have like relatively okay backgrounds except for robbie yeah robbie's uh, a little weird you can tell his dad was a bit like overbearing and his mom's, his mom's a drunk. an alcoholic um, which they say in no uncertain terms because the dad literally says, I hate when you drink. And she and says, she's like, I drink to forget. Oh, God, we're hitting some turbulence. Um, <laughs> yeah, we hit some turbulence. My God, but yeah. It's um, a plot turbulence with that one. And yeah, like, otherwise, uh, it, and it just, we get to the Dungeons and Dragons relatively quickly and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I need to come back to that. Uh, we need to come back to your hat count. Oh, yeah, the hat count. So, yeah, uh, fucking JJ's whole shtick was that he wears a different funny hat. hats. He wears hats a lot. Yes. Most scenes that he shows up in, he wears a different hat. Yes. Now, he only has 10 unique hats. Okay. But he wears a different hat 15 times. There are 15 hat changes. Yeah, 15 hat changes. This does not count changes to a not hat. Or so. the same hat continuing between scenes. Correct. Uh, I don't much like uh back in how do you make real friends mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when I did the sweater count yes yes exactly um you know same, same r- sweater between scenes doesn't count yeah same rules apply with with the um, JJ hat count but when we saw that he was repeating hats I had to start you know tracking yeah you had to track unique hats it's it's like when you track on a website unique visits yeah versus, versus overall visits yeah total visits uh, like YouTube videos right yep. 
you see those kids videos with like 13 billion views. It's because all those kids watch it like 50 yeah. times a day. It's like five day. kids whose parents don't love them that just Whoa. sit there sit there looping a video on their iPad. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yes, Papa? Do you have any souses? <laughs> uh, Chocolates? Chocolates. Ball ice cream. Um, go watch something better than that. On YouTube. Like Mazes and Monsters. Watch Mazes and Monsters. Dude, I'm going to be honest. I would recommend this to a friend, to an enemy, to our yeah, listeners. This this is a fantastic bad movie night movie. And I will say, going to go ahead, legitimate 7.5 out of 10. Nice. You know what? I'll, I'll bump mine up to, to the same score. Because like, this is a fun romp. It's fun. You see Tom Hanks in his literal first movie appearance. I think so, yeah. Um, he's fresh off of, according to that review, fresh, fresh off of his bosom buddies. Yeah, fresh off uh, with his baby face. Um, he he sounds exactly the same. Clo- yeah, you close your eyes and you could either put in like twenties Tom Hanks or like fifties Tom Hanks. Like same man, same man. Woody, forties the Hanks, cowboy, is in this movie. Exactly, exactly. Um, except when he's crying. Uh, I don't know. He's not a good crier. No, nah, he's he, he's a bit of an ugly crier, but you know what? Uh, but it works. N- no, but not in like a okay. This is a legitimate ugly cry because like I only have one mode of crying, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's ugly crying. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just gone. Mm-hmm. I'm a sobbing mess. Mm-hmm. But like, just like it's it's like he's pushing a poop out. He's yeah. He's he's constipated. Not, yeah, not ugly crying. He's doing something ugly while crying. Yeah. Now if that makes any two. sense. Yeah. What? What? Not constipated. Well, con- but, uh, Istanbul, not Constantinople. You know what? Not Timbuktu. I, I don't know about Africa. But, but uh... Ne- <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say neither of those are in Africa, but I don't know where Timbuktu is. <laughs> it's Constantinople. It's, um... Well, Istanbul was Constantinople. Sorry, yes. And that's, that's uh, Turkey. Yeah. But Timbuktu, I is don't know where Africa. that is. Is it? Yes. Okay, great. Istanbul, not Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Been a long time gone, Constantinople. What? Constant- Been a long time since I rock and roll. <laughs> Why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business. The birds, the, the Turks. Oh. Yeah. See, there you go, Turkey. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I've, if I had listened to the song in my brain. In your brain hole. Uh, Speaking of brains, uh, Tom Hanks, is, uh, Robbie's is gone. Yeah, yeah Robbie's is fucking gone. So this movie. Do- uh, handles two subjects very poorly. Mm-hmm. Mental Mental, illness. Uh, yep. And the game Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, yes. Even oh, yeah. Even in 1982, when you would describe a character as nth level, mm-hmm. like, oh, he's a ninth level wizard. And you could still probably call characters by that. Nowadays? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fifth edition. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you mostly reserve that nomenclature for like spells. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, this movie does what a lot of media does when it's using a Dungeons and Dragons analog, where it refers to someone as. I was looking at my elbow. Are you okay? Yeah, my elbow's just been weird. I'll probably throw some ace, an ace bandage on it. <laughs> Are you coming apart at the seams? Oh no, <laughs> my arm's gone. It's running away. 
No, that's going to cheese us off later. Nah, beans. Oh, beefus. Um, nah, bunges. Oh, it's just coming back with a bag of chips. Ah, thanks. Thanks, hand. Oh, I don't like his voice. <laughs> that's a bad voice. Ah, worst puppet. Um, <laughs> he really likes diving into pudding. Ew. Anyway, uh, it, this does Anywho. what a lot of media that uses a Dungeons and Dragons like property does, where it refers to a, a person as like, oh, he's ninth level. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just roll a character of yeah, a particular dude. level. Yeah. You can just look at how they scale and like apply that. Yeah. Like, it, what? And it always like baffles me because I've never been able to take a character from one campaign to another. That that I think is a relic of the ori- uh, original Dungeons and Dragons stuff. That's like a thing that used to be able to be well done. Beca- because it, uh, long form campaigns weren't nearly as poss- as uh, popular. Sure. Uh, so basically, your long form campaign was the fact that you had a character that jumped between people's dungeons. Okay. And so, thinking about it, being a ninth level character and not having died was more impressive back then. Sure. What's to stop you from lying? Oh, sure. Absolutely nothing. You l- fucking lie away. <laughs> like nobody's, I lie awake at night. Nobody's checking this shit. Nah, dude. I mean, shit. Nobody's checking it now. Yeah. We have even it on computer league. now. Yeah, even Adventure League. Holy crap. Yeah, they don't care. No. I mean, they give you a certain amount of gold that you can use, right? Yeah, I, I don't know exactly how it works, but I've heard story of people just like... People just cheating. Sure. Or just people being... The thing, the thing nowadays, uh-huh. and this this uh, pops up with board games Please as well, rant. is one of the one of the issues that it faces is mm-hmm. since it's getting getting more popular, right. you still have that group of people who people don't want to play with because in every in every sort of group hobby, right. there are those people that are just sort of insufferable or mm-hmm. have an i like. Let's say they're really into weird shit that no one else wants to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really... Uh, I don't want to say fetishy. But fetishy. Right. A, a little fetishy. It's, it's... They don't treat it like sort of a mature game and social activity. Right. It's pure wish fulfillment. Sure. Which gets gets weird very quickly. And there's, there's definitely a place for... There's room for the wish fulfillment part of it. Right. But you have to have... A very sensitive hand and sure. a lot of trust in the people you're with yeah, yeah and if you're just jumping into it and saying looking looking at the first opposite sex npc and saying i want to charm them into sleeping with me if there's girls there i, I want to do, do them. them to quote the, um, the fantastic the D flash animation or whatever it was, was that based in the gamers of. uh no it was not in the gamers mm. uh the gamers was i thought that was it was uh no it was uh something else I don't remember exactly what oh. but there was a flash animation around it that was really good. Mm-hmm. Is there any girls there? Oh yeah 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 no you're right yeah because uh, in the gamers it was a girl who was in the dorm next to them while they were being rowdy. Sure. Um. Anyway, so so you get this problem of 
people who don't have groups. Like, mm-hmm. the groups sort of withdraw away from the public sort of Adventure League stuff. Right. Because they find a group of people they want to play with. Mm-hmm. And with a lot of people who had been burned by, like, looking for group sort of stuff. Right. They withdraw away and sort of privatize their group. Sure. Which is natural. Like, Netrunner had a similar thing. I think... Magic the Gathering gets it, too. I think that might be, like, a almost a stated purpose for Adventure League, specifically. Mm-hmm. Because, like, as a way to, like, basically recruit for your own games. Oh, sure. Yeah. So that you don't have to, like, rely on weird message boards. Right. Or... But then the problem comes up where the people have found their own groups uh-huh. and they become insular. And Adventure League, you start to almost concentrate the people who can't find groups. Oh, and then it becomes an insufferable then hell Then it gets pit. worse. And so you have this uh, phenomena where people who can find groups find groups and the people who can't sort of, I don't want to say poison the well. Sure. But... People who then come in sort of innocently looking for a group, it's very hard for them to find a group. Yeah. Even though it's more popular. You get this a lot in uh, magic, too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, basically any nerd hobby. Yeah, any any very niche. Hell, basically any hobby. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, you can see with, um, Ooh, I'd argue, like, like I know Warhammer's another nerdy hobby where yeah. you, you find people that you really like to play with. Yeah, yeah, um, But that is a more tournament um competitive based games sure. so i mean you still get the insufferable jackasses but and they universally play fucking space marines fucking assholes but um you're either new to the game or an asshole mm-hmm. um and people who play fluffy armies just don't go to tournaments because they're more for the story stuff um which i'm i'm all for that's cool shit if you make uh an I mean, army that's more fluffy and more story based hell yeah i mean shit uh neither of us are in any like we're not place into war to, games but well huh. we're not into yeah war games yeah um and like even if we were we would definitely would not be the the type to like go, go game to, to win oh no god no i i'd make uh, like I do like Space Marines, but I'd make like my own chapter. Sure. Or I would play some really weird, like non-competitive at all. But yeah, like yeah. this sounds silly AF. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like a jank deck. Um. I mean, literally, that's all we do. Yeah, I play Warp World and Magic. Come on. Um. That deck is scary. I love that deck so much. There. Uh. It infuriates me. A friend of ours sent me a card. Oh. That he said I should put in my Warp World deck. What is it? Read it. It is Omnath Locus of the Royal. It, it's coming oh, it, out in it, 20. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one is nuts, but it would require you to put yet another color in. True. I would need blue. But you um, could splash for that. Right. But I could also... Um, did you see Lotus Field? Yes. Hoofa. Uh, nutso Butso. Nutso Butso. Um, especially since it doesn't require them to be untapped lands. So you can still play something. You can even just tap them for mana, then play the land. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. but it it comes and it just tapped anyway. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, hey, look at us talking about nerdy shit. Oh my god, what is this? Um, it's almost like what we're was us. I getting on about the the party thing? Oh, uh, like, uh, people are insufferable. Uh, you don't want to play with them. Yeah, well, it was trying to link it back to the movie. Okay, um, because we were talking about. We were talking about how previously a ninth level character makes a lot more sense. Right. Uh, an Adventure League. Right. Adventure League. And that that's when I got into the rant about that. So Ad- Adventure League, 
I think what I was trying to, I completely forgot the point I was trying to make, but I think Sorry. what I was trying to say, no, it's your, you're fine, you're fine. I, it's your I, fault. <laughs> it is my fault because. No, no, that's what you basically just. Oh, it's completely your fault, but um, it's fine. <laughs> um, that back, back when, uh-huh. D&D was a lot more transient and because sure. you had a dungeon master that had a, had a dungeon yes. that you beat right and you don't necessarily that's leave. actually where the name basically comes exactly from. you are the master of a dungeon you set up a dungeon right fill it with traps to try to kill people and yeah, if yeah. they get through your dungeon they get tons of loot and they move on to the next dungeon yeah so it's almost as if it's it's almost like there's a meta world right. rather than the entire world being in the game you have this meta world of like the real world almost where like you have your sure. character traveling to these different people who host different dungeons. Right. And so you sort of had to be like, I mean, it was even more distilled and nerdy back then. Sure. But I think the lack of size of the group of people who played mm-hmm. D and D back then. Right. Meant it was only the people really into it. Sure. Um, and two, since it had that veneer of a war game, mm-hmm. there was that whole set of rules on top of that. Because it started as a rules supplement for Chainmail, which was a uh, like medieval war game. Mm-hmm. And then you bought Dungeons and Dragons as an addition to that. Right. And then they had their advanced, advanced Dungeons, and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons, and then it's all downhill it exploded from there. from there. Yep. Had Thaco, which makes me want to die. Uh, um, that's to hit AC zero? Correct. It was basically if you took all of the math around attacking and defense in, in the current version of Dungeons and Dragons where you have an attack bonus trying to hit a number when you add that number mm-hmm. to a die roll and completely flipping it in reverse where instead of they basically try to do all the math ahead of time and just make all the math worse right so it's like uh, it's 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 bizarre and it's what like if you ever played Baldur's Gate Baldur's Gate 2 those use second edition rules yeah. which use Thaco anyway any so in Mazes and Monsters, you have more of a traditional, that actually, I'd say modern. That actually makes a lot more sense with Mazes and Monsters, though. Yes. Because the whole premise of the game Mazes and Monsters in the movie Mazes and Monsters is that this guy has a maze. Exactly. That you go through. Mm-hmm. And That's a good point, yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't ever make sense in media that's come out after nope. 3.5. Not at all. I'd, I would argue after third edition, uh, because that's really where like third edition had a ton of crunchy rules. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of people really like it. And that's why Pathfinder got so big because Pathfinder was essentially well, wasn't Pathfinder three point five three three point five yeah yeah um three point five was the revised rules for third edition three point seven five that's what people called it for a while, which is stupid. And then Pathfinder revised is coming out, which is. Uh, diverged enough that it's becoming its own game system. Okay. Um, and I've heard the action stuff in Pathfinder Revised is really interesting. But uh, anyway, I I, I, I could no rant int- for a very long time about my problems with Pathfinder. Oh, I have I have my own. I played Pathfinder for all of three sessions, and because I, I when I when I started mm-hmm. I um I started with three point five, and so I didn't really know any better. Right. Um, looking back, that rule set was absurd. Mainly because they had a sort of quantity over quality issue. Yeah. Like, they had a lot of good stuff, but um, they were, I mean... God, were, you had to sift through a lot. You had to, Especially if you were a spellcaster. You yeah. had, I think, 30 plus books yep. that you can look through. Granted, they released D&D e-tools, where, so you could actually build your characters on the, on the computer, which was a godsend, but holy shit, it was still a nightmare. Yeah. It was insane, the amount of rules. Granted, there was, like, the idea of flat-footed AC and, like... Mm-hmm. All this sort of stuff that it was more simulation based. Sure. 
um, that fourth edition and subsequently fifth edition stripped out to make, focus more on narrative. Right. Um, because the game has been slowly uh, I mean, I focusing mean, shit, on more. You could on really that. like say basically they extrapolated like flat footed for like okay you have disadvantage because you're surprised yeah they they took a lot a lot of the things like small bonuses and small penalties and different penalty rules and bonus rules and just distilled them into advantage and disadvantage which i in my opinion are brilliant um advantage and disadvantage are very very good ideas um and to a lesser extent uh kind of like inspiration yeah that that well that that's more of a storytelling uh thing because fifth edition I think the re- the thing that they really grabbed hold of and really mm-hmm. nailed is the story aspect because that that was with fourth edition. A lot of people um, didn't like it because it emphasized a lot more on mechanics than it did on story. Sure, and like granted, you can you can p- make a storytelling game out of anything. Yeah, and so it's partially on whoever you're playing with to and the, encourage that. The book does like suggest like, hey, yo. If you want to do role-playing rules, here's some examples yeah. of them. Yeah. You go nuts with this shit. Mm-hmm. I think it was a problem of focus, not missing rules. Yeah. Because they focused, like, the books were rule books. Like, yeah, they were. They were, four, like, four-fifths of it were the powers for classes, which is, I mean, I thought the power system was really neat. I, I thought it was really cool. I do... I thought Essentials was pretty bad. I miss it for specifically melee classes. Oh, yeah. Um, they made i think they made melee classes so much more interesting because you were doing powers different things on your turn yeah exactly it's it's not just i attack it's i'm going to use my shield bash which is this at will attack even if it i'm gonna use my basically like the same move over and over it's got different little things you can do yeah yeah Um, it was it was really neat and different flavors and things Mm -hmm. and and some people really didn't like it because it felt quote-unquote more mmo like and it did it, oh, it definitely did. It felt much more miniature wargamey. Yes. I should say it felt more skirmish gamey. Yeah. Not miniature wargame. It felt more like a skirmish game. It, I mean, the you, combat was fantastic. Unless you specifically edition. played in the group that we ended up playing a lot in. True. Which did feel like a war game. Oh, absolutely. It was a struggle. Because it was a slog. Oh, man. Um, it, it was fun, but... Uh, it was fun, yeah. We're, we're different role players now. Oh, yeah. We've grown. I, I, I don't want to say grown. We've our, our tastes have changed. Yeah, that's really about it. I, I don't want to say grown in the same sense that like, oh, I'm a better person now. No, no, I kind of think I am. It, it's more grew out of it, not not so yeah, much yeah. grew or uh, yeah. You're not like, saying that what like you a did, tree, not yeah. necessarily like a toddler. Yeah, it's it's not so much that what you played before was w- bad and what you play now is good. It's no. that what you like to do changed. That's yeah. really it. And so, like, yeah, I'm a lot more, like, I, I like the story a lot more. Like, the one I play in, mm-hmm. um, the group I have in there, they're a lot, they're a lot of veterans. Right. Like, they've all played a lot, a lot of role-playing games, a lot of different role-playing games, too. Sure. And the DM is super invested in his world and very passionate about role-playing games. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, like, they're all incredible role-players. And their entire sessions will go where we make two die rolls. And the rest oh. is role-playing. God, that makes me... It's incredible. Oh, I got a case of the vapors off of that. I know. It's its its incredible. There's I've never been like as deep into that uh, in a game as I have in that. And I want to bring that... It, it's going to be hard with our group because we have so many new players. Yeah, new, newer players tend to want to do more dice rolls. Sure. And that's I have no problem with no, that. No, and they'll need it. Yeah. And, and they find it fun. And yeah. you know what? Cool. If they have fun, that's Dude, cool. I'm not going to be... 
I'm going to do something that I try, that I'm trying to do less, mm-hmm. uh, or I'm going to continue to practice doing this, mm-hmm. which is not be an arbiter of fun. Yeah. Like, it's tough. I'm not in charge of other people's like jollies, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try better mm-hmm. to not let other people's jollies like annoy me. Yeah, exactly. And provided they're harmless. Exactly. Exactly. If if it gets in in the way of other people, yeah, then be like, but all it, right. But if you want to throw ball bearings at the demon that's running at us, you Dude, know what? Roll fucking throw them that ball sounds bearings. Sounds hilarious. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just. There might be a more tactically optimal solution, but... Yeah, but I'm playing as a guy who only has one spell and it's laser. Yeah, and it's Lisa Frank laser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, I listen, I I got nothing in terms of tactics yeah. here, buddy. And and I think, like, as we're playing... It, people will grow into it. Oh, more. absolutely. I can already I tell people getting more in the flow. Yeah, yeah, Um, Like, there are a couple players that I, I need to sort of... I don't want to say, like, rip out, but, yeah, like, yeah. coax more role-playing yeah, out that, of... That asshole Kevin. Yeah, what a what a piece of work. God, it's it's I, like he just shuts up and stares daggers at me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he said that because I do the opposite because I never shut up. Uh, I feel like we've talked at least half of this episode about our history with Dungeons and Dragons. And yeah, I that's what it. I kind of wanted us to do with I this episode because there's not a whole talk, lot. I want to talk more about it. There's not a whole lot to talk about with Mazes and Monsters. No, um, it's it's it's, it's a good. Fun, you should see it. Yeah, it's a fun watch. I found mine on Amazon. I think they still sell DVDs of it. Uh, you can actually see it on Amazon Prime. Is it on Amazon Prime? It's on Amazon Prime. Well, there you go. I think it's free with Prime. Shit. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Because I don't have it. I can uh, check afterwards and I'll um, put it in the show notes. Yeah, edit this in, future TJ. That is fantastic information. Thank wow. You. So informed. I'm so glad that you. Right? Man, it's... <laughs> Can't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't do it. But back to back to D&D. Yeah. I, fourth edition was the edition that I got most into. Yeah, definitely. That's Fifth the... edition now. Fourth edition is the one where I ran like my longest campaign. Fourth edition was the one... Because fourth edition, we jumped into it when it came out. Yeah, and fresh out the box. I've played at least five or six characters in in fourth edition. Ooh, I I hit like seven. I I might have had more. I just remember we died a lot. We died a lot. We had our GM was a bit of a meat grinder. He was a good guy, but um, great dude. Yeah, and uh, that dude. But it was it was tough. He he threw tough stuff at us because it was all about the combat. That, That was that was those games. He I think correctly inferred that the game wanted to be mostly about combat mm-hmm. um, and we were all like playing wow at the time so it was just sort we, of the, we, the air it, it was the it was the flavor that we kind of felt like we wanted and we still came out with stories from it oh yeah like let uh, for instance i had a i think it was my first ever warlock because i always wanted to play a warlock in third edition but mm-hmm. they were weird in third edition weirder than uh, now yes Okay. Very weird. Now they're a lot more sensible. Warlocks in 3.5 were bizarre. They had their they own... eight stats. They had their own spell casting rules, like completely separate from... It was, it was bizarre. Oofa. Um, but I always... Like, there was this picture of a warlock. I distinctly remember in one of the, the mm-hmm. third 3.5 books, he had a mace, and his left hand had purple energy, and he had, like, this black and red, like, leather-ish sort of armor. I think it's just this, the picture for warlock from 3.5. Um, and I saw that and I was like, God damn, that's cool. Like, I want to do that. And so fourth edition rolls around and Warlock is a base class in the player's handbook. 
And so I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I want to play a warlock. I want to play a warlock. That'll make sense on our next uh, new old stock when we watch Skullduggery. Is but it this man? It is that man! He doesn't look as cool as you Not at all. Him. It hasn't aged well. He's got a weird face. He's, got he's not a, holding a Is he mace. a half-elf? I think he is a man. Ah, okay. Is that like a rod? Oh, the mace is behind him. Is it? Oh, it's on his like. Oh, it's on his. Uh, it's on belt. his hip. Yeah. Okay. I think that's actually a magic rod. Yeah, possibly. But um, anyway, I saw that picture. and I was like, "That's fucking rad." It's oh yeah. So cool. That's very like. That's very nineteen ninety nine teenager. Yeah. yeah. Or like two thousand. Early two thousand. This is like two thousand three. Yeah. This is two thousand and three. Yeah. God, I've been like sixteen cool. years. Holy shit. Oh, 16 years. But um. I remember seeing that. I was like, God. But then we, we moved over to the fourth edition. I was like, okay, yeah. cool. New edition of d and I never... I felt so excited because I had been playing for a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I was not here for a new edition of D&D until yeah. now. Holy shit, I'm on the ground floor. Dude. And so we jumped over and Warlock was in the player's handbook. I was like, I'm going to play a Warlock. Yeah. I'm going to play a fucking Warlock. And so... You jumped on that. I jumped on that shit. He was super fun. I, I think I played two or three Warlocks. Mm-hmm. through fourth edition because i wanted to try all the different pacts because yeah. in fourth edition each pact had its own set of powers yeah it was so cool um a little bit uh easier to like distinguish between them because they each came with their own special power yeah like i remember my first one was infernal that gave me whenever i killed stuff i got temporary hit points yeah yeah and then down the line like powers had special abilities if you were certain pacts yeah, yeah. but anyway um i remember that we were in a tunnel mm-hmm. that had jail cells Oh, yeah. I was next to another guy. I don't remember his character, but I, it was a friend of ours. And there were two, like, lizard men corpses. Mm-hmm. And apparently they were trapped because he drags one out of the jail cell and sets off a fireball spell, and my character melted. That was uh, that was our friend that we don't like. Yes. Uh, and his Was that? Th- yes. I thought it was a different friend. Okay. Was it? It was either the friend we don't like or the one... It's either him or the yeah. one we don't like. Yeah. It was one of those two. Because I think this was before a friend we don't like. Yes. It joined. Yes. Yeah. Because this was early in fourth edition. Right. Um. So there was that one, which I love. There were just all these little tidbits. Uh, there's handbag. <sighs> that, that's a classic. God, I miss that. Uh, ha, uh, you don't get it. Inside jokes. Fuck you. Uh, Squiz Gear Tallest Tree. Squiz Gear Tallest Tree. There was Natron my, uh, Explosion. Yeah. Uh, my Warforged Bard. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, Squiz Gear. Uh, I did an entire session entirely in rhyming couplets. Mm-hmm. Did not repeat a single rhyme. Got some XP. For I got it? two thousand XP for that. Fuck me. That's which like at, three... at that level was like a full level. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I know in 5th edition, they because I think 1st to 2nd was 1,000 XP in 4th edition. Yes. There's a lot. Yeah. Um, well, because you had a lot more shit you could do. Well, yeah. Well, because 4th edition's whole thing was you start off as a superhero. Yeah. Whereas with 5th and 3rd edition, you start off as more of a humble person. Right. Or a humble person becoming an adventurer. And by the time you reach like 3rd level right about... You're starting to become sort of more of a seasoned adventurer. And yeah. once you hit like 6th or 7th, you're like a hero and then... Like ninth and tenth, you're like world renowned, and then twenty, you're a god. You're a fucking god. Uh, fourth edition went up to thirty. I remember that. Yeah, and literally, you had like an epic destiny that you could pick, which was yeah that you had like a paragon path and an epic. De- it was really cool. There were there were a lot of good like things in fourth edition that I kind of miss, but also mm-hmm. I don't miss the trappings around it. No, exactly. Uh, I the I don't miss the package, but I miss some of the things in it. Yeah. 
Um, it, it's like a it's like a summer sausage package. You like a couple <laughs> of the meats, but you don't. I don't need them all. Yeah, that's a lot of meat to ingest. It's a lot of meats, and you only buy them at Christmas. Yeah, what's the deal? They're called summer sausage. Why do you buy them at Christmas? God, gosh dang! And then I remember uh, <laughs> fifth edition. Cause, okay, so then like we play fourth edition for years, years and years. Uh, I don't pretty remember. much its entire lifespan. What was the f- pretty much? Uh, and because Essentials came out, and I personally think Essentials was terrible. I played one character out of Essentials. It was a knight. Yeah. Uh, and knights were all about um, auras, sort of auras. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I just thought it sort of took the core ideals out of fourth edition. Oh yeah, no, it was garbage. Um, I I actually hated that knight. I was very glad when. Um, he died and was resurrected. And okay, here's what happened: he yeah. got petrified, uh-huh. and then he got cured because we had a cleric that had like that spell uh-huh. that could, for whatever reason, curing petrify was easier than resurrection in fourth edition. Yeah, that's a uh, restoration. Right. I think that's still true in fifth. It's still very hard in fifth edition, but I think it's still true. It was way easier in fourth. So fourth edition came out in 2008. Uh huh. Uh, the Player's right. Handbook, Dungeon Jesus, Master's really? Guide, and Monster's Manual. Yeah, that was 11 years ago. Fourth edition? Fourth edition, yeah. I thought it was earlier than 2008? that. 2008? Yeah, 2003 was when 3.5 came out. So I started playing when 3.5 was fairly fresh. I didn't realize We that. played a lot of Dungeons & Dragons in one year then. We played, like, it was every other Two week. Two years, I guess. Yeah, it was every other week for several years. Because, like, that's 2008, 2009, that's when I was graduating high school. Yeah. Yeah. So, like... We played a lot. We played a lot we of Dungeons a and Dragons. Ton of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my god! Yeah, because we kept, we had a lot of essentials. People. Was 2010. Lord, two um, years. I was in. <laughs> I know. I left for college in 09. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I didn't realize how much we played. We played a lot. Hey, uh, you ever? want to listen to a podcast of two men realizing how much time they wasted <laughs> uh. <laughs> actually i don't consider it wasted time because no. we had fun i thought it well because the big thing for me was this is gonna sound cheesy as fuck sure but, but it's the friends we made along the way essentially yeah like yeah. everyone i played D D with minus a couple because they're sort of moved on yeah i still am in contact with and i can't yeah. say the same about people i went to high school and college with i mean for me there's significant overlap Mm-hmm. For high school, for me, well, I went to a different high school than you guys. Sure, um, but it was I was lucky that me and Brandon went to the same middle school. Sure, um, but we went to completely different high schools. Yeah. I think I was the only one in our group that went to Palo. You were, yes. Um, and yeah, everyone else went to different ones. Or no, did the friend we don't like go there? No. Where did he go? Uh, Cimarron. Got it. I'll probably censor those, but whatever. Um, but yeah. But yeah, no. No, every, pretty much everyone else went to the other one. Yeah. So, like, yeah, there were a ton of people in, like, high school. Yeah, that's where I, we... I even went to college with some of the people I went to high school with. Right. And I'm still more in contact with the people I played Dungeons and Dragons with. And I'm, I'm kind of a bad example because I'm reconnecting with a lot of the people that I went to college with. Yeah, that's fine. In the same way that people reconnect with people that are, they went to high school with, I think. Yeah. But, it, but it's weird. I'll probably end up doing that eventually. I, I went to an artsy fartsy school though. Mm-hmm. So. I went to a, a partsy fartsy school. Partsy shartsy. Mm. Um, but anyway, anyway, you were saying. Yeah, it was a uh, fifth edition. Uh, 
fifth edition was what 2016 2016 2014 2014 really so it's been out for five years fifth edition has already been out longer than the lifespan of both fourth edition and fourth edition essentials no fourth edition and fourth edition essentials was 08 to 14 so one more year and it will be the same timeline oh my christ Mm -hmm. yeah that blows my mind because essentials i thought was not good and that came out only two years after fourth edition came i mean essentials didn't really get a whole lot in it it got five books and then they kept putting out stuff for fourth fourth edition got so much yeah they got three players handbooks which is an insane amount if you think about it it's it's considering the fact that they, fifth edition still has one player's handbook fifth edition has one player's handbook and i think they release two books a year yeah which is a trickle because they're trying to make each book really dense useful and sure i think it's an adventure book and a core book they're so dense every, every page <laughs> has so much going on um version history uh sorry i'm i'm going we're, we're going down a dungeon dragon rabbit hole people down the rabbit hole down 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 to the bottom of the sea what the fuck is that Slashdot reported anger from some players and retailers due to the financial investment in 3.5. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And relatively brief period of time that it had been period. in publication. Period. Yeah. Had been in publication. Um, although many players chose to continue playing older editions or other games such as Pathfinder by Paizo, the initial print run of 4th edition sold out during pre-orders. Yes. And Wizards of, Coast of the Coast announced a second print run prior to the game's official release. This, this I remember. I remember this. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Warlord. I miss the Warlord. Uh, they have it now, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Order Cleric. Okay, gotcha. Um, basically, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Basically does that. Why isn't um, there a fucking... But also gets uh, to cast Bless. Uh, <sighs> what are you looking for? I was seeing if there was a fucking uh, Wikipedia page for 4th edition. Oh, list of Dungeons & Dragons rulebooks. Fourth edition. Balls. Here we go. So it started with Wizards Presents, Races and Classes, Worlds and Monsters. Those were the preview articles. Yep. Uh, Player's Handbook. So let me see. How many core rule books? Mm-hmm. So we had... Oh, fuck. God, I wouldn't... Player's I wouldn't... Handbook 1, Player's Handbook 2, Player's Handbook 3, the DM's Guide and DM's Guide 2, and then uh-huh. three monster manuals. Yep. The DM's Kit... Oh, that was essential. A lot of monster manuals I expect from... Dungeons and Dragons, because mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of monsters. Yeah, I love more monsters. But more like, monsters are super inspirational. But like, multiple players' handbooks really bogs the game down. Yeah, you need, and I really like the approach they're taking now, where it's you have your three core books, mm-hmm. and then the books after that, you have really interesting, flavorful supplements. Yeah. So you have Volo's Guide. Yeah. You've got Xanathar's, which is probably my favorite book. Uh. Um. Yeah, it, well, it is a guide to everything. Mm-hmm. It, it ha- gives you everything. It's got tons of class options. It's got tons of items. One thing monsters. that I really like is that most of the time they don't add new classes. No, they. I think they are actively not. Because... They design the classes such that the, sub, the builds that sort of build off of them... Yeah. ...give the flavor to what you're playing. Because that was always a... Pro- That's why they had so many players' handbooks is because, you know... I mean... Barbarian and Monk weren't even in the first player's handbook. No, that was that was edition. second. Yep, because that th- that's when they introduced the primal and psionic and psionic. Yep, third was psionic. Well, that's where monks came in then. Yes, because they had because every 
power source had at least one of each role yeah. controller defender striker and leader yeah um and so when there was a new power source introduced so like primal got defender was warden mm-hmm. striker was barbarian yes controller was seeker mm-hmm. and then leader was druid i believe so yes i think druid and then psionic leader was battle mind mm-hmm. or was that the defender that was defender defender was battle mind it, psionic was weird i think a couple of them could do both mark uh monk was striker yes um controller was scion yeah and then there was one more i think battle mind was leader no ardent was leader ardent was battle mind was the uh yep the uh defender anyway uh adventures vault adventures vault to arcane power i did like the power books i thought they were cool. the power books were nice because um, they just give you more options well okay could you define Fuck a thing me, for me a lot of books. sure what is a splat book Oh, that's a... Uh, I'm going to look up the definition and see if it matches what I'm thinking it is. Okay. Do you want to say what you think it is before you look it up? I uh, To keep you honest. Sure. I'm not looking at my phone. So, usually... Uh, is this, uh, To me, a splat book is something that just adds to the game. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't... It's not some sort of shifting rules change. Adds some flavor and adds a little bit more to your game. So, Xanathar's. Xanathar's, yeah. Okay. Uh, or even you could say, like, technically it's an adventure book, but it's more a setting book. Um, Saltmarsh. Ravnica. Ravnica, exactly. Yeah. I think that's a splat book. Okay. Uh, I could be wrong. What is a splat book, TJ? Uh, source books devoted to a particular facet, character class, or fictional faction in a role-playing game. Okay. So more focused than even that. Yes. So that would be, like, if they had an entire book for fighters. Which they did in 3.5. Oh, 3.5 had tons of them. They had okay. like, uh, it was all the power books. Like so Marshall Power. Really, they don't have that for 5th edition. No, God, no. They, they've, they, they reduced that to uh, Unearthed Arcanas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If they want to add like just a subclass. Yeah. Um, like well, e- even some of the settings books, like add, yeah. will add one subclass and a handful of spells. Yeah. But it's primarily a settings like, yep. because 5th edition has gotten a lot more narrative driven. Mm-hmm the the value of adding more narrative right. is a lot higher than something like 3.5 which is a lot crunchier fourth edition even crunchier and and archetypal stuff like i don't want to say is less valuable to add mm-hmm. but like you can already kind of flavor a lot of it mm-hmm. like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think there is an official samurai the uh, kensei no there is a samurai you're right but it's bad yeah, it's weird. It's a fighter, I think. It's a fighter that uh, specializes in like swords, uh, giving up a lot of actions. Oh, weird. You, I think you give up your bonus and move to like gain advantage or something like that. Hmm. I, I think it's just bonus. I think you just spend your bonus to get advantage. That's not bad. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Except they don't get any other good things from fighter. Yeah, because I think they give up. Do they do they not build off of like the core features of? Fighter I think they much? give up a lot of the core fighters. Mm, mm, yeah, um, that stinks. But you could easily reflavor like a weapon master. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighter as just a and even even fourth edition had that freedom. It's like, look, yeah. we give you flavor text for each of the if each of the powers, but yeah. like if you wanted to make it look different, yeah, then fucking go to town, yeah. do, do cool shit. I mean, that's the that's the benefit of it being a tabletop game. Yeah, it's not like you a know. card game where it's set in a picture. It's it's not even like a video game. Where no, like, where it's set in the code. Right. It's like, okay, you want the 
laser to be bright pink and blue. Yeah, and sound like a, a puppy flying by. It's exactly, exactly a puppy. Exactly like a puppy. By. That's perfect. I, I would have I would have thought there was a puppy flying by right now. I actually want my uh, laser to sound like um, there's this video of a cat uh, that the guy is like, say hi to everybody, and the cat's like, Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, God, we could talk on and on. But I think the moral of the story is Is watch Mazes and Monsters. Watch Mazes and Monsters. Play D D. Yeah, play play a play a dungeon. Play a dragon. And unless your uh unless your actual goal is to be a Satanist. If which you, honestly, if you're a Satanist, I don't care. Um like provided you're the cool yeah, and like a Levian Satanist. If you're like, a, hey, I'm gonna sacrifice a kid. If in you're a like pentagram, a, that, that's a cultist. Like that to me, that's yeah. a cultist. Not yeah. like. A, um, if, but if you want to summon a dread god, don't. There are other RPGs that'll do it better. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, Call like, of Cthulhu. Call of Cthulhu, like, dude, like that's that's a fucking rat. That's one. up your alley. Yeah, you want to make you want to go insane and and summon some Arkham horrors? Do you want to be an anime? Exalted exists. Oh, Exalted's rad. We've played that one. Uh, we played an older version. Third edition, was Third it? edition's out, no. Oh, it was it's second out edition. now. We played second edition. Yeah. Okay. Exalted was super fun. Um, do you want to... <laughs> that's a game to play if you want to roll like 25,000 D10s. Yeah, you really like rolling a fuckload of dice. Uh, it's let... Actually, in a similar way as fifth edition, uh, it's less chunky now. Really? Yeah. They streamlined it. Yeah, it's or crunchy. I believe. Do they still have stunt dice? Yes. Yeah, because that that was Um, my favorite part. Admittedly, I don't know a whole lot about the mechanics because all our uh, mutual friend uh, (laughs) has told me about it has been story. Oh, okay. Uh, Because he, like us, really just cares about the fucking story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Combat is used as like a storytelling device. Yes, you you use it as sort of an improvisational, which is what's going to happen to lead the story in what direction. Which is kind of why I don't really care much for. pre-written adventures because mm-hmm. you really don't have that kind of control mm-hmm. over it there are some that are written really well in such that uh the combat is very like a lot a lot of them are very like here's a combat because we need to fill a room in a dungeon sure um that's, I, I actually think the one that we're playing in the campaign you're running mm-hmm. sunless citadel has a lot of really good like story e combats yeah a lot of the combat like i was surprised because like i quickly skim through it rat, rat man wasn't very good but <laughs> no there, there's a whole like sub thing of rats but it was sort of throwaway and it didn't go anywhere but a lot of the combat is very like this is another step in the plot yeah like you get to another room and that shit you did before has built up a little bit yeah and it, it definitely feels like it's like telling a story and i i like that in mm-hmm. a pre-written adventure yeah i combat th- combat that doesn't tell uh, doesn't tell a story or lead to a story mm-hmm I mean, unless you're playing, like, if you just want to play Diablo. And if you just want to play Diablo, hey, that's fine. Like, fucking go to town. Uh, play 4th Edition. Yeah, 4th Edition's really good at that. 5th Edition has, like, the ability to do that. But it's a lot less combat-focused. It is, and it's a lot... Your characters will run out of things to do a lot faster. Very quickly, especially at low levels. Um, Like, if you have a wizard, and you're starting a level 1... Oh, boy. They got three spells. I got some cantrips, but you only got like what two? Yeah, yeah. You don't. You 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 got a little bit of stuff. Um, whereas before they would have like five different things. And in fourth edition, you'd start with two at wills, like three encounter powers, and at least one daily. 
Yeah. At level one. At level one. And the encounter powers refresh every short rest, which you do after yeah. each fight. Yeah. Which is, you, yeah. you got shit tons of stuff to do. And um, uh, But if you do want to play 4th edition now, even though 4th yeah. edition isn't out anymore, mm-hmm. uh, play Ninth Age. Ninth Age? Is that a new N- game? Ninth that... Age is essentially the Pathfinder of 4th edition. Really? Yes. I didn't think there was enough. I, apparently, Ninth Age did a couple changes that were really interesting. Uh, one of the... Okay. Is it Ninth Age? Um, is it Nth Age? It's not Nth Age. Is it N-Gage? It's not the Nokia N-Gage. Okay. Engage. I think it's the Ninth Age. Uh, Ninth Age. I'm sorry. Ninth Age is. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Is a pornography book. No, 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 no. Uh, Path. Ninth Age is. Uh, it's Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Oh. Uh, it was when they ended Warhammer Fantasy Battles. They can. Uh, there was a third party that continued the rule set as sure, Ninth Age before uh, Age of Sigmar came out. Yes, or as uh, well. I think they started it way before um, that. Let's see, D and D. Sorry, I'm looking this up because I actually was interested in running it. Sure. Edition really spin off. Well, because they had a couple of really interesting ideas, like well, uh, like like lasers. Um, kind of. Oh. There's uh. <laughs> it's set in space. <laughs> space. Um, uh, one of them they have is called the Escalation Die. Uh huh. Because one of the things with fourth edition is since it's so combat focused, sometimes combat gets a little boggy mm-hmm. and can get very, very long. Um, oh, 13th Age. I was close. Oh. I was off by four. The 13th year. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> it's a 13th year. Everyone's favorite decom. Um, We're going to play a Disney Channel, Channel movie. Yeah, essentially 13th Age, I think, tried to combine fourth and third edition. Uh, yeah. Who designed 13th Age? Rob Heinsu. I don't know who that who is. Who was a lead designer on fourth edition. Oh. Worked on 13th Age. Okay. So you'll, you'll see a lot of similar ideas. But um, it has this idea of the escalation die that each round in combat, it goes up by mm-hmm. one, and right. that gives every player a bonus. Oh. So the longer combat goes on, the more powerful you get, which right. is sort of counterintuitive to what you think during a battle, but it's a lot more, it's a lot more pulpy fantasy. Um, that's a bad word for it. I, well, it's a it's, lot more like anime fantasy. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It feels a little bit like Dragon Ball Z. More Dragon Ball Z, more superhero-y. Yeah. Whereas people, fifth edition's a little... In, in superhero stories, which... Fourth edition definitely is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it's a power trip. They don't start powerful and then get weaker. No. They start weaker and then get more powerful. Mm-hmm. Escal. Yeah, things escalate. I like that. Yeah. So there's the escalation. I had guy. a I had a similar thing. Um, in uh, in WoW, because I uh, I ran an thirteenth age. Did I say that? Yeah. Yeah, thirteenth. I made a thirteenth year joke. Oh, okay, that's right. And then that got stuck in. It your won head. a silver any. Oh, a silver Emmy. Um, anyway, uh, I ran a, I like helped run a uh, role playing guild mm-hmm. in WoW, and we did like role playing like role combat events. Mm-hmm. And if it was like friendly sparring and stuff, uh, I would have my character. If enough like ties happened mm-hmm. or too many defends happened in a row, my character would start getting bored and just start throwing fireballs, <laughs> uh, which would. Uh, give like bonuses to attackers because D 
defending was harder. Okay. Um, and I actually really like the idea of an escalation die. Yeah. Uh, that's really neat. Wow. Is it good? No, there's a good chunk of books. Is it cool? 13th age starter kit bundle. Costs $93 billion. Oh, that's for print. Let me just see PDF. Yeah, yeah. Give me a PDF. Uh, Free. That's still pricey. What is it? Uh, Well, I think the, it's just number. one core book. 25 Give, bucks. Yeeshi. It's just one core book, but still. Oh, like it combines all three? Yes. Okay. That's, um, a, that's a chunky PDF. It's a chunky-ass PDF. Icon relationships and one unique things offer exciting storytelling possibilities. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Um, we ran 13th. Uh. See, what I would do if I was making oh, a new... Oh, you choose a character's one unique thing. Oh. That's cute. Oh, like giant donger. Here's just some of the uniques created for adventures. Giant donger. Giant the donger. only housebroken dwarf. What? The only dwarf with a crippling fear of mice. Okay. Durr, the dark elf sorcerer adopted by a family of zombies. All right. The tallest halfling ever known due to being stretched on the rack by a crusader. <laughs> okay, so this is meant to be a silly game. Uh, some of these are, but the only half-elf to be raised by dwarven nobles. Okay. The cleric who healed the crusader's mortal wound while in captivity. Okay. The half-elf ranger cursed to slowly turn into a tree. Ooh. A half-elf ranger cursed to kill all plants near her. Oh, those two aren't going to get along. A halfling with a wooden leg that he had carved into a flute. All three of those are not going to get along. A gnome bard who can't tell dragons apart. <laughs> so he's colorblind. <laughs> I really like that one. A half-orc barbarian with two heads, and one of them is the evil twin. <laughs> Hold on, I can't. I can't get over the colorblind bard. Right. Like I can't tell. I can't tell dragons apart. The only see. difference is their color. Yeah, I don't see color. Dude, I don't see it. The only <laughs> paladin in service to the Prince of Shadows. I'm more of a mob enforcer than a holy man. Ooh, oh. That's an interesting one. The only dwarf made of pure iron. Only? I guess. Seems like that seems like that's not that. Frostbitten, a wizard covered in a thin layer of ice due to an accident during wizard school. Oh. Frostbitten twice shy. Yeah, thirteenth age seems a little more yeah, like like comic booky superhero y yeah, yeah, yeah. in the fantasy realm. Because that's that, what fourth edition was. Yeah, very much so. And I think a lot of people didn't really catch that. Mm-hmm. I certainly didn't at the time. No, I, I was um young, dumb and full of ideas. <laughs> young, dumb and full of you, you know. know. Uh go watch anything but us. Hey. Um you know, if you've been listening this long, thanks for indulging us. Dude, um I think the new old stock episodes are probably going to end up being a little bit more casual like yeah, they're going to be a lot more like just us talking about shit because like it, we we thoroughly love mazes and monsters but we we essentially want to use these more as like launching off points yeah i mean i'm just talking about shit especially since there's not a whole lot to complain about no it was fun watching mazes like it's ridiculous sure oh it's it's cheesy as all get out um and the i will say the print not the best quality no um, lighting was bad, mm. but that was definitely a problem with the film stock that they mm-hmm. recorded. Well, you also of. said this was a TV movie, correct? It was a TV movie, and it looks like they recorded it off of like a recording from TV. Probably that would make sense. Um, which would mean that it was on one of the earlier VCRs. <laughs> uh, which Oof. terrifying. Yeah. Um, VCRs have actually been around a lot longer than I thought they were. Was it like the seventies? Late 70s. Wow. Um, and we still have one right there. We do. Uh, we. It also has a DVD. 
It does, but the dove tray is all... It don't work. It's all gussied up. It the, not gussied up. That's not the word I was looking It's for. all gunked up. It's all fucked up. It's all goofed. It's all um, goobered. TJ, what was your favorite part of Mazes and Monsters? Uh, When he had blood on his knife. No. Um, <laughs> That's such a fucking serial killer thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, um <laughs> Xanarkinabed. Abed? Abed Lincoln. Xanarkind, it abed. <laughs> it abed, bro. What the fuck is an abe? I don't know, but it abed. Anyway. You mean Abed? No, abed. Um past tense of abe. Yeah. Oh, God, that's a tough one. I really liked the the cave stuff was funny. The cave stuff was fun. It was fun. I like when he had the skeleton. Aww. Um, my favorite part was probably the hats. Aw. Mm. The sheer... Oh, no. My favorite part was when he got the like room that he liked, and it was like pretentious, had a neon like fucking palm tree in it, and like director's chairs director's, of famous yep. directors. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's a room I would love. And then like you're like, that guy's definitely bi. And I'm like shit yeah he fucking called it um i also liked uh ironically uh-huh. i liked all of the scenes where they're playing mazes and monsters you know what in retrospect now that especially now that you said like okay the war game it's all about like going into one particular d- dungeon master you can dungeon. think of it like fantasy wipeout kind of yeah mm-hmm. but yeah. less so- funny sound effects and more death provided you don't want to use the funny hence the tomb of horrors that's why the tomb of horrors was made yeah and that's a fucking meat grinder all those sort of early like dungeons Mm -hmm. sort of make a little bit more sense now Mm -hmm. to me i've I've honestly learned a lot today yeah and there was there were still a lot there were still uh like people telling stories yeah there were still stories within adventures Yeah, yeah but you didn't have like there's a youtube channel i'll link in the description it's a guy named seth skorkowski sure um, he is a purveyor of, he's, he's a, he's an author. He writes some fantasy novels. Right. He writes. Um, I haven't read any of them, but he's Frank Lloyd writes. heard they were good. Um, but he, he does a YouTube series, uh, YouTube channel all about tabletop RPGs. Mm-hmm. Tons, he mainly plays Call of Cthulhu. Sure. He's played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons and he's reviewed a bunch of other RPGs. Sure. Sure. Uh, because he, he understands the idea that each rule set of our, each rpg is good at a specific type of story okay um so if you want to play so you want you want to take what story you want to tell first and find the game that fits it okay. rather than the other way around because right. um like dungeon dragons is is fairly versatile in the yeah. stories you can tell nowadays especially yes um because they deliberately design it that way. right but if you say you want to be in you want to tell a story in 1920s Massachusetts, you're probably going to want Call of Cthulhu, noir-ish with weird aspects. Yeah, Call of Cthulhu. If you want that but more action, Pulp Cthulhu. If you want that but in the future, uh, there's like Cthulhu 2020. Yeah. Um, and so, or like you want to be like low magic fantasy, killing lots of shit, Conan. Like yeah, like things like that. So, um, but anyway, he has. If reviews. you want to be a rocker boy, if you want cyberpunk. to be, yeah, exactly. If you want to hack shit, um, and you want to be Keanu Reeves, um, I'm excited. You're breathtaking. But um, thank you. You're welcome. But he he does a lot of reviews of old modules, sure. old D and D modules, and he I forgot which one he was reviewing, but he talked about how there was a module that really had a really interesting 
almost open story within mm-hmm. it and a lot of role playing. I think it was Cult of the Reptile God. Okay. Um, which I think was a first edition module. Sure. But it's really interesting because there's a lot of intrigue. Mm-hmm. You're, you go into this town and there are people that have joined this reptile cult and you're trying to figure out who's part of the reptile cult and like people sure, sure. trying to lead you astray because they're part of the reptile cult. Um, and then eventually you find your way into this dungeon where you kill the uh, reptile the, cult, the the leader of the reptile cult who at the, uh, who was a vampire lizard, which at the time was mind blowing blizzard of blizzard. Um, and he talked, uh, I, I don't think it was that one, but he talks about in one of them how, not a lot of a lot of modules were here's the loot at the end here's how you get there and here's some characters but not a lot of them had this sort of story development sure that one of them did and it was he talked about one where he was like nowadays you think of this and you're like oh yeah that's just an adventure module but for the time it was really groundbreaking sure. how much story was put and, into this and everything that comes early on in an art form mm-hmm. has that oh absolutely like okay you watch Citizen Kane now. Mm-hmm. It's not doing anything super groundbreaking by our standards. No. But they had to fucking design a table that they could separate so that a camera could start in front of it and then end behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This this is stuff we that, take for granted. That nowadays. destroyed people's brains at mm-hmm. the time because they physically could not have moved the, t- the camera above the table. Because mm-hmm. they didn't have the apparatus. Well, it was just too heavy. Mm-hmm. It was too big. Yeah, you know, the cameras are fucking huge. And like, they rack focused. That was the, one of the first movies ever to do a rack focus. Like the thing where like, no. the depth of field goes crazy? Yeah. Or, yeah, to fuck with depth of field. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first movies ever to do that. So was Citizen Kane's sort of nom de plume, is it cinematography? That's not what nom de plume means. You know what I mean. Nom de plume is a like stage name. Okay. Uh, it's claim to fame. That one. Uh, was everything because at the time its direction was the best mm-hmm. its acting was the best its cinematography was the best mm-hmm. it was the be- the best movie ever made at the time okay i would argue it's still probably in the top five best composed movies it also is the most boring goddamn movie to ever watch do not watch <laughs> citizen kane and and of course we all know that the uh the current um the best current movie ever made. Best movie ever made is absolutely one hundred percent mazes and monsters. No, it's the Christmas tree. Oh, you're absolutely right. Christmas tree, Christmas tree. No, uh, but like, yeah. <laughs> to to bring us back to sincerity. <laughs> yeah. Um basically anything at the start of like an art form is going to have that sort of like this is break. This is groundbreaking, but also it's boring as fuck now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not going to age well. I love Lucy, especially because if it is groundbreaking enough that people follow it, right. it will become yeah blase. Yeah, almost every film noir. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, become like sort of stereotypical, but then you're like, oh, but it was the one that started the stereotype. I mean, hell, to a degree, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like the big. Like, that sort of was the template for a huge blockbuster, you could argue, all the Avengers movies. No, I mean, like, the books. Oh. The the setting, the story. But yeah, Lord of the Rings, right? That battle Mm -hmm. for Helm's Deep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Set the stage for Endgame, basically. Yeah, it set the stage for what is the bar for huge blockbuster action, fantasy, sci-fi, whatever. Because at the time, like, big fantasy battles were like, what, 20 dudes? 
Yeah, they were. It was a max a, magician and the a, a Egyptian group, magician. A group of dudes in a field with some horses. Yeah, and some camera trickery. Yeah, but and then Lord of the Rings was and like Warwick nah. Davis. <laughs> exactly, but Lord of the Rings was like, nah, we're gonna do a hundred so dense every frame. Right. Yeah, and they're all actors. You could even argue Star Wars did that episode yeah. two because they were like it, it was just green screen. Yeah. And, and now, basically, every fucking movie is green screen. Yeah. You made Ian McKellen cry. Good job, Hollywood. Did he cry? Uh, on The Hobbit, yeah. There's a lot more green screen on The Hobbit than Lord of the Rings. Oh, and he was sad? He was very sad because he, he said the phrase, this is not why I started acting. Oh. Yeah. Poor dude. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's, it's, very, it's very true. It's very hard to act when you're in a well, yeah. blindingly green room. That- I don't actually blame any of the actors in the, the prequel trilogy for being bad actors. No, uh, I don't blame because I think most all of, of the, the time actors, they're not talking to anything. Yes, I think all of the actors have proven outside of Star Wars that they are good actors. Yeah, like sure, there are some that say it sort of ruined their career, uh, but uh, or uh, Jake Lloyd. Well, I mean, um, Jake Lloyd like left the profession, didn't he? Oh yeah, he got sort of I don't want to say bullied, but he got he got bullied. Yeah, he was bullied out of the. Mm-hmm. Out of the profession, yeah, Je- definitely. Oh, he was yeah. a kid. Yeah, he was fucking. I what, didn't expect eight? him to have like good acting chops anyway. But also the fact that George Lucas is uh, historically not a very good actor's director. No, um, he's a very, very good plotter. Very good idea man. I will. I actually think the plot of the prequel trilogy, and I'm going to basically have to turn in my nerd card for this. I'll accept it. The plot of the prequel trilogy is very, very good and prescient. Yeah, no, I'll... Because I'll... it's about the rise of fascism. Yeah, no. In a... Especially now, it's fucking like... In, it's eerie. It's knocking, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Yeah. It's eerie. Mm-hmm. Here's how democracy dies with thunderous applause is a great fucking line. No, that was a really good Wasted line. in episode <laughs> three. <laughs> Completely and utterly wasted in that... Dog shit movie. Because they got so hyper-focused on the laser making battles. it flashy. Yeah. yeah, the laser battles. The laser swords. But, but also, the fact you needed the laser swords in order to make it a fucking movie to watch. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's just political intrigue and you don't watch. It would be boring as fuck. It would be boring. I've said a million fucking times they should have been Obi-Wan's movies and they would have yes. been so much more exciting. Yes. I remember reading like half of the first young, was it Young Jedi? I believe it was Jedi Apprentice. Jedi Apprentice, that's it. Uh, and it was fucking Because Young Jedi was set uh, in the... S- was Young Jedi between two and three? I believe Young Jedi was between six and seven. <laughs> oh. Oh, because it was... was it The new Hans? Jedi Academy. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Or six and undetermined. <laughs> yeah. Six and the seven that was Thrawn, not this I seven. guess. Yeah. Thrawn's fucking rad. Um, but yeah, like all that jazz, man, all that jazz. So we've gone from Tom Hanks to, uh, fake D and D to talking for a long time about D and D. What's your favorite episode of 69 cent special? The one where they talk about Dungeons and Dragons for a long time. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. Game Grumps for that fucking 69 cent special bump. Get that bump. You don't need it. You don't. We you're, need your you're two wonderful saints of people, and and I love your hair. God, your hair is incredible. Both of you, just ah, uh. mm. and uh, we <laughs> went from that to uh, 
the Susan Kanan Star Wars prequels. And um, I think I think we're just about done. Oh, yeah. I said my favorite part, right? You, your the favorite hats. part was the hats. The hats. Yeah. Yes. Um, my favorite part was, uh, yeah, blood on his knife, and yeah, whenever they were they, playing, they were playing mazes playing and monsters. Yeah. They really should have played a little bit more. A lot of the them playing was in like montage. Yeah. Oh, I did like when Freelick jumped on the pit into of the pit of spikes. Uh, into the pit of sharp gem encrusted spikes yeah he is impaled and dies he it was even described to him as sharp gem encrusted, encrusted spikes, spikes before who the fuck encrusts in. spikes with gems if you're looking to trap a bunch of goblins that's the way you do it then like paint some glass well yeah they, they could won't know been, the difference they could have been glass but he specifically said gems he yeah but like wouldn't a dm lie Ugh, fucking asshole he Worst character. He didn't make a perception check before he jumped. He Gem- didn't use his sonar. He did. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. He didn't use his the words of his dolphin ass sonar. The words of I forgot. Kate. Well, Kate's character. Yeah. Well, but I mean, Kate she was yelling it. at him yeah. out of character. You didn't use your sonar. You know that incredibly roguish thing roguish to have. Fucking thief ass thing to not have. Not a dolphin robot thing to have. Sonar. <laughs> God Almighty! I need to look in my player's handbook and see what rogues get to level nine to make sure they get sonar. Uh, sorry, ninth level. Oh, so you're right. Ninth level, not level nine. God, TJ, get your shit together. This isn't some. This isn't a building. It's a maze. It's a maze full of monsters. I am Pardue, a holy man. Okay. Um, I think we should call it. Call it what? 